Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlson. Today's episode, I want to talk about something I was watching last night. So I'm always studying. I'm always learning. I'm trying to improve my craft, you know, business, marketing, sales. And I was watching a video by one of my mentors, Russell Brunson. And he was talking about how while we're doing podcasts like this, we constantly need to be going out and telling you all about our origin story. Like, where did we come from? How did we get here? Like, what steps brought us to this place that we're, we're here now? And I'm like, yeah, haven't I like done that a bunch of times? And he's like, it doesn't matter if you've done it a bunch of times, you got to do it over and over again. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got a podcast tomorrow. Might as well, you know do it, right? So I decided that I'm going to go ahead and tell you my origin story. Once again, for those people in the cheap seats who just joined us, uh, people who just uh, got into the group, who just joined me on uh, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're at, if you found the Gamerpreneur, I want to tell you how I got here. So my journey is actually, I guess it's kind of a typical gamer story. I started out as a gamer. Like before I even remember it, I was you know, two or so when I was playing video games, my parents would drop me off at babysitters and I would uh, come home and apparently the babysitters would tell my parents that I was a fantastic player uh, on the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Like uh, it was Mike Tyson's punch out. They were like, he's, he's beating the champ. We don't know how he's doing it. He's like a child prodigy. I don't remember any of this. Anyway, so like I get my parents to get me a Nintendo and I get the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and N64 and PlayStation, PlayStation 2, GameCube, all the way up, like all the way, right? And at some point I like leave to go to college. And when I go to college, I'm a huge gamer still. Like just because I'm not in my parents' house doesn't mean I'm not a gamer. I take my systems with me and I show up at college and I'm like, I can either go to class or I can play World of Warcraft. So I chose World of Warcraft and I played the heck out of it. I was playing World of Warcraft at least six days a week, at least. Like uh, I was raiding six days a week. I was playing seven days a week and I was raiding six to eight hours a night. I was playing almost all the rest of the day, going to class when I had to, get home. I don't remember doing much homework. I don't really remember going to many classes. I skipped a lot uh, because I was one of those guys, you know, study, bleh, who needs to study? I played video games, got A's and B's. A's and B's got me past, right? So I'm, you know, raid leader, gade, uh, raid leader, guild leader, main tank for like pretty hardcore raiding guilds. And this, this was my life. Gaming was my life. And this all continued straight until like I went to law school. And before I started law school, like before we start classes, uh, we had an orientation like a couple days and they brought in the biggest burliest, scariest sounding professor they had at the school. And this was his job every year just to scare the new incoming students. He comes up and he's like, you're not children anymore. You're not allowed to say, dude, you're not allowed to play video games. And I'm sitting there like, geez, I'm from California. That's basically all I do is say dude and play video games. Like, ah, like what, what like that's who I am. What am I supposed to be now? And he's like, you're supposed to be an attorney. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have to live the life of an attorney now. So I'm, I'm like studying, you know, 300 pages of reading a night every night for three years straight. And I pretty much gave up video games. I snuck some here and there with my best friend. But, you know, I pretty much gave it up and I studied, 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 and I passed. And I, I graduate magnum cum laude and I help professors write books and I'm working for like high, you know, courts. And I get out into the world and I go and work for a, a probate court and I start as a, a law clerk and I work my way up to staff attorney, then bailiff, and then court administrator. And I'm like, hey, cool, I'm on the judge track, but I don't want to be a judge. So let me go somewhere else. 
So I start, uh, I go into a law practice. It was an established law practice, it's been around for 27, 28 years, something like that. And um, it was an elder law practice because I'd been in probate. It seemed like a perfect fit. I was just looking for something else. I join. Seven months later, this firm had been around for 28 years now at this point. I'm 27 years old, you know, 28-year-old law practice, and they make me partner. So now I'm a partner at age 27. I think I'm king of the world because I've like made court administrator. I made partner. Like what else is there to do? I, I literally wrote the book on elder law. One second. Let me grab that. I literally wrote the book on elder law. That's my name down there, right? So here I am, king of the world, and I decide I'm going to go start a law practice with my wife. And so we started this law practice, and it was a miserable flop, like horrible flop. We spent, uh, we made $7,000 our first year of practice. Our tax bill the next year was actually $10,000. We owed more in taxes than we had earned in that, that law practice the year prior. Now, some of you are like, how'd you do that? Well, I had been a partner in a law practice, don't forget, and you, know, you make money, so we owed money. So here we are, we're like freaking out, like how on earth are we gonna pay this giant tax bill? And a friend of mine goes, hey, why don't you look at the Facebook? I'm like, what do you mean look at the Facebook? He's like, ah, oh, yeah, Facebook groups, they're blowing up, man. You just like put a, an ad up in one of these things and people are gonna see it and they'll call you and that, like, that's it. You're, you're never gonna have to worry about money again. And we didn't know what the heck to do. Like we, were, we, were, we had phone book ads, we had billboards, we were putting up flyers everywhere. We were you know, meeting people at bars. We would just go to random bars and pass out our card to people who would talk to us because we weren't allowed to like just start passing out. We had to talk to them first. They had to ask us what we were doing. So then we got to pass out the card. But we were like doing everything like typical attorneys would do to advertise. And so like to do digital marketing for the first time was in the attorney space was huge. And we did it. And in our first month doing Facebook ads, we made something like $14,000. And we never made like less than five figures thereafter from our little practice, which very quickly grew into a decently sized practice because we had three attorneys, three staff members. We had this huge office. We owned the office across the hall too. Like things were just going fabulous for us. And like I like to say, um, your life can change in a heartbeat. And for me, the day that like everything just stopped and changed was April 30th, 2017. And that was the day my daughter was born. And the day when my daughter was born, she was three weeks early and my wife's blood pressure was through the roof. Um, it was 24 hour labor. My wife didn't nearly didn't make it. The child nearly didn't make it. Um, every doctor in that place was just white pale. They, they thought I was about to lose both of them. And the baby comes out, She's on my, my wife's chest and she, my wife looks up at me and goes, I'm not going back to work. And that was the end of my law practice. That was the end basically of my business because we'd put so much effort into building this business and I wasn't doing other law at that point. I was actually doing business law. So I was having business law clients who were relying on me to help them build their businesses and to guide them and poof, basically all gone right then. So I figured, hey, if I'm not able to do law anymore, at the very least, I can do business coaching and consulting because it's not that far from law, right? It's more or less the same thing, but I'm just not allowed to give legal advice while doing it. I and mean, I was licensed still at that point, but I wasn't giving law advice. So I'm doing business coaching 
and things are kind of tough for my wife and I. Like we, we were, were really struggling at that point because she wasn't working. We had all these medical bills and we had the baby. So all my attention is focused on the baby for months and months and months. I had maybe got one or two clients in that the first few like six months after my daughter was born because I was spending 24 seven taking care of them. And, you know, it, it really just, it sucked for a really, really long time. And I really didn't think we were going to get out of it. I thought we were going to, have, we were going to have to sell our house. We were going to have to declare bankruptcy. Like every, every penny we had in savings basically was just eaten by the, the circumstance that happened to us. And you know, while we're just going through all this, like pulling our hair out, like, Oh God, what are we going to do? Um, my wife says that she wants to move. Like she just can't take it in the little town she grew up in, you know, fourth generation in Akron, Ohio. And I wasn't from Ohio. I was from California. I lived in Colorado before that. So I'm like, Oh, let me get out of Dodge. Right. I'm out of here. So as soon as she said, I'm good with moving, we picked Las Vegas. I don't really remember why we picked Las Vegas, but it was nice and warm. And like, I'm going there and I moved out here. And just to start drumming up business before the house was even sold. My wife stayed back with our daughter to get the house ready to sell, to pack up all our stuff. So I'm out here living on my own. I, I spend a month at, you know, I don't even know how this happened, but I found a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model who was willing to let me stay at her place just to rent a room from her. So I'm like, okay, I stay there for a while. And then I move off and I get a different apartment and I'm getting business here in the city. But while I'm doing this, I'm networking. I'm networking like crazy because like we were still like on the verge of bankruptcy this whole time. And like I've got all these credentials behind me. I've got this client base who's using my advice, but every penny I'm making is going right back into paying our bills. And even then we were still losing money for a long time. So what ended up happening was I got in with this business executive. I was at a networking meeting. I get talking to this guy and he's like, hey, I've got these group of guys I'd love for you to meet. Like we have this little consulting firm and I'd love for you to show up. I'm like, absolutely. I, I, I will learn anything from you guys I possibly can because I'm always looking to grow. And besides there was a possibility I could get some business out of it, right? So like, hey, sure. So I show up and I don't know if you've ever been in the situation where you're like clearly the lowest person on the totem pole at that table, but that was me. Like the guy who had invited me was, he claimed to be on like the founding committee that helped found Ameriprise Financial. Like he was part of like some hundred person like committee that had done this. Like cool. Another guy was like on tap by President Donald Trump to be the undersecretary of uh, agriculture. Uh, he had run the New York City school lunch program, the Dallas school lunch program, the Los Angeles school lunch program, Las Vegas, Anchorage, Alaska. Like he'd run millions and millions of dollars of programs around the country. Another guy had started this international coalition of immigration law attorneys and had been like part of it for like 40 years. And like, there was me. And I'm like, I will do anything I can to learn from you people. So here they are, they're talking about all these clients they've got and they divvy up the work for each client and they're delegating to each other. And they're like, hey Brad, do you wanna come back next week? I'm like, yes, yes I do, I, I wanna learn from you guys. So I come back next week and they're talking about their clients again and it is very clear right away that nobody did anything for their clients. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is really weird. Like this one guy spent the weekend with his wife, just went up to the mountain. This other guy just decided to get out of town for a while. It was too hot for him here in the city. Like they didn't do anything. I'm like, wow, that's weird. So they divvy up the work again and they invite me back for the week three. I'm like, yes, yes, I'll show up. 
Week three rolls around and they still hadn't done anything. And for me, I'm not thinking this is weird any longer. I'm thinking this is an opportunity. So this next time when they start divvying up the work, I'm raising my hand. I'm like, I'll do that. I have no idea how to do that, but I will figure it out. I'll take that too. I, everything that came, you know, like popped up, I'll take care of it for you guys. Let, I'll be your guy. Two weeks later, I was made president of this Las Vegas consulting firm. It was just absolutely insane. Like the, the time, the, the look, like it was just wonderful for me and my family. And I'm learning business development on a level like I had never had even thought of. Like small town Akron, Ohio was just like, it couldn't compare, right? So like I'm, I'm learning finances and investing and angel investors and, and, and marketing plans and business, like just high end stuff. And I, about two months in, I realized that they figured out that they had found somebody who was going to do everything for them. And they all just stopped. They just stopped working. And I was, this was not a one man band. It wasn't supposed to be a one man band. There was no way I could do it all myself. So I got up out of there. But thankfully, I had made connections. I'd met some people and I went out and I'm like, hey, can you guys, are you guys interested in hiring me for what I can do and what I, I know? And they'd seen what I had done for this consulting firm. So they're like, yes. Next thing I know, I've got clients. One of my favorite, David Tyerman, uh, international branding consultant. He just, he's like, he's worked with everybody. If you have not heard of that guy, you need to check him out. But like I'm getting clients, things are going great. My life is fantastic once again. I had done it once again. I'd reached that like pinnacle. And I woke up one morning, I just wasn't happy. Like I'd had the money, I had the clients, I had my family. They, they moved back, they moved with me finally. And like I had the house, I had, like, I had everything I'd wanted again. Like, I, like oh, there was nothing but up for me. And I just wasn't happy. So I call up my coach and I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like there has to be something wrong with me because like I keep moving around and I don't want to move around anymore. So my coach looks at me and he's like, okay, if you had to describe your best friends in one word, what is it? Gamers. They're, they're gamers. They always have been gamers. Since I was like two years old, my best friend was a gamer. Middle school, gamer. Law school, gamer. Always gamers. Okay. Okay. If I put you in a room full of a hundred people and you had to talk to every single one of those people for an hour or I shoot you in the head, who do those people have to be? Well, that one took me a second. I had to think about that. And the answer I came up with is they have to be gamers because even if I've never played the game, at least I can like talk about the genre or talk about the experience of being a gamer, talk about like co-op or multiplayer online. There's something that I can connect with people, mobile gaming. I can connect with something about some with somebody about being a gamer. So my guy, my coach goes, well, it sounds like you need to be working with gamers. And for me, that was like a duh moment, right? Like, well, of course I should be working with gamers. And so I started reaching out to people, uh, like on Twitch and like, I've been lurking on Twitch for years when I was working, like working 12, 15 hour days every day for years, I would look at Twitch just to get my gaming fix. And here I am in these these gamers, I reach out to them. I'm like, Hey, look, these are my credentials. This is everything I've done. These are who I've worked with. I'd love to work with you, show you how to make some money. And almost every single person I reached out to is like, nah, that's not for me. Or how big's your following? Cause that's what really matters. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Like, do you not understand like what I can do for you? And it turns out, no, they didn't. So what I decided to do was start a project, start a case study called the gamerpreneur. 
And this case study is, you know, the podcast is kind of part of it, but the social is part of it. The things I'm putting up for sale are all part of it. It's one big brand that I'm creating and I'm doing it to show you guys how to do it step by step while I'm doing it. Look, I'm not a marketer. I'm not a brand development guy. I'm, I'm not any of these, I'm not a graphic designer, an artist. I'm not a filmographer. I don't like, like my studio is probably not probably set up. I got a horrible echo in here for all I can tell. My lighting is terrible. Like these aren't the things I know. I know business. I know marketing. I know sales. Like that's what I know. And so I, here I am starting out as if I'm anybody else, right? I don't, I'm not putting any advertising dollars into it that I haven't earned from this project. I started with brand new social media accounts. I did not invite a single person I knew to follow me when I started this. Not one person that I was friends with joined me at the beginning. I started completely from scratch and I've been doing this for seven months now. And my Facebook page is approaching 2,400 followers. I think it's over 2,400 followers at this point. Um, Twitter is at 675. LinkedIn, I, I nuked my LinkedIn. I started basically with nothing on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm over 1,500 there. Like 146, 147 subscribers on YouTube. I, I started with nothing, people. And all it is is basic concepts and principles. Once I made a few sales, I, I offered a couple things for sale here and there, offered to guide some people, coach some people for small dollars, not a lot, just enough to get a little bit of advertising dollars going. And once I've been able to do that, my Facebook page started with eight people two months ago. Two months ago, I had eight people. Now I'm over 2,400 people. I expect to hit 10,000 within the next three months. Almost no problem. It's, it's going gonna, it's like, it's gonna to happen. So like what I want to tell you guys is what I'm doing here is probably exactly what you're going through right now. And if you can just watch what I'm doing, I mean, yeah, I'm plugging myself. Go watch my show. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But it like legitimately, if you go and watch my guests, listen to what they're saying, watch what I'm telling you on these like solo podcasts, you're going to understand what I'm doing to grow so quickly. Like I, there's people out there who are like, Hey, I took like six years to get 400 followers. I'm big stuff. Like you guys don't understand what you're doing. Like you just gamers do not understand sales and marketing. And that is what I'm here to do. I'm here to bring this information to you. So when you show up on my page, ask me questions. If you hit me up on social media, ask me questions. I am more than willing to tell you guys stuff. If you ask me questions, I can make more content about it and I can sell it to more people who need this stuff too. I'm more than willing to help anybody here. And I, I'm, I'm not doing this to get rich. Like I've got the money. I, I, I don't need it. I'm doing this to prove that you can. Yeah, I'm getting lots of money by doing this, right? It's all going into advertising. I'm just, it's, it's recycling itself back in. It's improving the quality of my, my content, my stream, my stuff. Like there's the phone back here, the posters, like the, the webcam, the, the lighting all over. Like that stuff costs money and you all like wish you had it. Like I've sold stuff while doing this. That's how it's working. So, you know, if you are interested in what I'm talking about, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Join my Facebook page, The Gamerpreneur. Follow me on Twitter. Hit me up. Get a copy of my book. It's thegamerpreneur.com slash book. It's not, it's, it's easy to find, okay? I give I sell my book for $5. You can get it on Amazon for $20. I'll give it to you for five because cut out the middleman, right? So if you're interested in any of this stuff, just like watch me. 
because I'm going to grow. I already have, and it's only going to be exponential once the money really starts rolling in here in the next couple of weeks. So organization is the enemy of sloth. I say that kind of at the end of every single one of these solo podcasts because it's so true. You need a plan. You need a guide. You need to know what you're doing. Please let me show you the way. Okay. There is a better way to, or there's a different way to do what you're doing. Like you don't know the better way. Like there's a totally different way. It's like, you guys are like way over here and the, the way is over here. I need to show you that path. Okay. So just watch what I'm doing and we're going to get there together. All right. And if you were interested, hit me up. I'll have you on my show. As long as you're a gamer who is doing something with their lives and has some advice to give those three things, you can show up on my show. I'm more than happy to interview you. This is all about spotlighting gamers who are doing things with their lives, who have advice to give on business, marketing, and sales, because we need to get this information out there to gamers. We need to dispel the myth of the lazy, unmotivated basement dweller. It's, it's ruining us. It's ruining all of gamers everywhere that the normal society thinks that's who we are. That's not true. It's just a hobby. It's no different than sports guys, right? Who paint their faces and take off their shirts and yell and scream. Oh, they're normal, right? No, nobody's normal. We're all unique and special in our own little way. All right. So I, I think that's enough of my origin story. If you liked it, leave a comment, reply, let me know what's going on. Tell me what you thought. And on that note, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. <laughs>